Welcome back to another episode of Brain Lemonade. This is... No, I can't keep track of what episode numbers you are at this, at this point, but we're having fun. Yeah. I love... I love doing this, especially with you, my wife. I love doing it with you, too. And the cool thing is, we finally get to talk about a movie about games that we play. Right. We get to go on a, an adventure among thieves. And a assassin among thieves. But uh, Dungeons and Dragons, people. Dungeons and Dragons. Don't listen to this episode if you haven't seen the movie. It's still fairly recent. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we're also going to talk about John Wick 4, which I think we're at the window where we can talk about it. So... Yeah, I mean... Another thing, don't watch this episode if you don't want spoilers, because John Wick 4 will be spoiled. We're going to do our... We're, we won't spoil the story to Dungeons & Dragons, but uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things. So, right. Yeah. Uh, because not only are we big movie fans, we are also gamers and tabletop, you know, dungeon players. Dungeon... So... Oddly enough, I've not... Have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons? No, I'm Pathfinder. Yeah. And Starfinder. Yeah. Kids on brooms. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. but the actual D&D. Sorry, D &D. it's not like I don't want to, you know. We just know Pathfinder people and Starfinder people. And I know the lore to those ones, you know. It's hard to kind of want to throw yourself into another world once you get that lore in your head. Right, I was going to say, I don't think... <clears throat> not that it'd be much of a difference. True. I think just because me as a player in Pathfinder, I'm trying to like make characters that have you know accurate you know backstories and like from accurate places and like right and their race and their class makes sense for that and if i have to like learn all those like little right. nuances for a whole other game mm -mm. that's hard yeah my brain is only so big so when they talked about boulder's gate i was able to be like oh absalon city i <laughs> right like, like i assumed as much i was like okay that's probably like their main yeah the big city right well, so remember all of our info and such is from the internet, but it's also from IMDb and some Rotten Tomatoes. And I'll, I'll pull a Wikipedia too, just for fun. Yeah. Um, uh, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when my iPad finishes loading up and it doesn't even take me to the rest of the thing. As they do with right. campaigns. But things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Bum, bum, bum. You've got such a good cast of people in this. Like, I had to look at this from so many perspectives to not, like, either cringe or anything like that. And that's when I was just like, oh, I see it now. It's awesome. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I say cringe in the fact of, like, because uh, Justice Smith is in this, and he's he's not British, but he puts on the accent. And I was like, that's okay. That's what tabletop players do all of the time. All the time. <laughs> and so I was like, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, so we got Chris Pine. He's my favorite Chris. It's good Chris. It's a good Chris. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. I think she earned the title to play the barbarian in this. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, how do you say this? Is it Reg... Rajon Page, Re Rajon Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, 
uh, Hugh Grant, Chloe Coleman, Daisy Head, um, you know, some other cameos that I won't even say. I don't want to spoil that fun. Um, right. And, you know, and they, they did a good job covering the classes and the races, meaning, like, they obviously saw right off the bat that there are tons of different races in this world. Um, and you kind of got the feel for some classes. I'm not, like I said, we're, we're neither of us are D&D fluent, so when it comes to the classes, I can't particularly accurate, you know, make them accurate. Right. I can, I can only be like, oh, that's like a bard or a barbarian, you know what I mean? Um, so that's what, yeah, Chris Pine was the bard, uh, Michelle Rodriguez was the barbarian, um, Hugh Grant, I guess, was technically the rogue, uh, and you have your druid and your your sorcerer as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's yeah accurate. And it was fun, you know, like, they had, uh, humor, they had misleading storylines, you know, and, um... And overall good fun. They kind of, like, captured what it's like sometimes to be doing this with your friends when you're just all big goofballs Mm -hmm. and goofing around. Because sometimes it was goofy, but sometimes it was serious and fun. And um, as a map maker, what I loved about it was sometimes they'd pan upward, so it was down. So it looked like a map. So it looked like a battle map from the adventures. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple times I, like, stupid cackled. At situations or like something one of the characters said and I felt like I was the only one but I'm like yeah that's happened in get in a campaign before right. like that makes sense and it's, it would that's <laughs> how you could tell who was there to see Dungeons and Dragons the movie and who was there because they played right um but it was yeah our theater was it was it had enough people in there but we cackled at more things than yeah them. <laughs> I was like damn it like Come on, people. <laughs> right. Um, do you want me to may- maybe blow your mind with the director? Sure. Okay. So John Francis Daly is one of the directors. Okay. Um, he also wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, sick. And stuff. But one of his early roles that we would recognize him from is Mitch in Waiting. The guy that, like, loses it. No way. Yeah. Oh, good job. Oh, he was, I mean, because Freaks and Geeks, yo. Yeah. That's awesome. And he's, wait, I think, I think that's the right guy. Mitch. Mitch. This guy. I'm turning my computer. This guy. This guy. Is yeah, that the right guy? I believe so. Yeah. That's awesome. He's like, you guys are all assholes to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he directed this movie, wrote the screenplay for Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, damn. And he's, like, directed... Um, shit, where did it go? Uh, Game Night. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vacation, yeah. and he was involved with Horrible Bosses and stuff. I was like, <laughs> that guy's came really far. Right. From seeing him and waiting. And it looks like his writer, uh, Jonathan Goldstein... Mm-hmm. was along for the ride too he also contributed in the new vacation movie yeah i feel like these guys might just like work together a lot because right. they're i mean i would credits are almost i'd rather hang out with friends and do this kind of work than people i don't know right like especially like i know i work really well with this guy and we write right. and direct some really dope stuff right but yeah um i just had a like yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave the movie 
90%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the audience gave it 93%, so just three more. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, like, it, I agree with the 93. Like, there was only a couple things I didn't like, and it was just, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, first off, I, I agree. I wanted more dungeons. And I kind of wanted more main characters. Not main characters, but you know what I mean? Usually when people are playing this, there's a group of them. But, I mean, they're... There was a small group. I just wanted, like, two more classes, races okay. of people. So that yeah. way we can just be like, okay, okay, okay. There's one of everybody. Yeah, there's but one I mean, of something, not they everybody. They did, like, encounter right. the other classes. They just weren't part right. of the main party, Right, of course. But it was still, it still would have been uh, pretty right. cool to see all of it. Uh, the armor, the outfits, all of that stuff looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, the way they told the story, too, some of the time was like watching a Guy Ritchie film where they would talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. We'll go back. I don't know if we can do that. Okay. Well, here's the plan again. Talk right. about it, talk about it, talk about it. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, some of the visuals, the CGI. Um, it was good. It was good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I just just wanted a little bit more. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, the part that I thought was kind of cool, because like, at the beginning, you get like a little bit of like their backstory cuz like these guys were a party before <laughs> they became a party right. in this movie. And so like you get how they all met and like what their, you know, their Stick missions are and stuff. Mission, yeah. So or all of their goals or Right. how they ended up where you know, kind of like it's like the Avengers were already a thing and mm -hmm. you're coming in halfway. Right. Um, so that was cool. Uh, th that's what I meant by some like the storylines misleading and it was nice. It was fun. And, you know, and the backstories was so cool just how they incorporated it in because that's the silliest part about playing tabletop games like that. Right. Coming up with your character backstory and just making it as silly as possible sometimes. But it makes sense. But it makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever, you know, and that's what it was like. It was like. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell me more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I liked it. Yeah. I kind of wish Chris Pine, because we know he can sing and right. he was playing a bard, that. Wish he did more. I wish he sang more. Like, yeah. literally, as they're just like walking down the road, just drumming on his like mandolin right. or whatever. He did it once or twice, but it would have been cool to do it more. And it would have been cool to do it where you see kind of like a magic flow. As if there right. was some sort of influence, but right. other, uh, it was just more of him not showboating. It was just Chris Pine, Chris Pining. Yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it was fun. Them just traveling, I would have loved to just yeah have him sing a story and then like flashback to that story would have been cool. Right. Um, some ideas that I'm hoping that they do for a sequel, because uh, like in sequels to that, like you have to imagine that movie was a campaign. Mm-hmm. And if you do Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves 2, then I'd imagine the roles to be reprised. But if you Dungeons and Dragons 2, a different name, mm -hmm. then different I'm expecting different characters. It could be the same actors as different characters. That might be funny. Like, <laughs> like basically, it would become a Dungeons and Dragons like anthology. Like yeah. every movie's like how, how American Horror Story does it. Like it's yeah, always yeah, the same yeah. actors, but they play something different. That would be kind of cool. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um. Or I mean, recast and retell with mm -hmm. famous people every time, and it would be awesome. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, just to get it goofier and goofier, and you know, and that way you can even do TV shows. You know, spinoffs if they wanted. Um. How oh, did you find some? On Wikipedia, it said in February 2022, so that was the last year, huh. 
there's a TV series announced to be in development, a part of a multi-pronged approach. Um, the show is described as a flagship or and cornerstone of the live-action series, and the film was meant to complement the show. But in January 2023, uh, Paramount gave the show a straight-to-series order and will consist of eight episodes. Oh. So, so that was just the past few months ago. So next year. Yeah. And, um... Big old 24. Right. And, uh... The directors said about this movie, it was never our intention when we came on board to film this to make it a franchise, but the audience knows them and you can jump into a plot more quickly. And obviously they have great affection for both the actors and the roles they play, but we'd want to introduce some new figures along the way. Okay, see, good. So I think that's cool that they, like the directors recognize, like, you can't just keep the same... That's not how that. That's not how that. That's not how campaigns are. (laughs) No. It would be (laughs) hilarious if like. They had someone that died over and over and over again. Well, like for example, if Chris Pine died, but you know, in a campaign, you have your backup character, and Chris Pine comes back just as a completely (laughs) different character. That's what I was talking about. That would be fun. Like mid-campaign, like oh, I ran into this guy in the tavern, (laughs) and he's gonna join our party. That's random, but whatever. Right. (laughs) We were looking for a sorcerer. Like, thank God you're here. That'd be fun. That would be really fun. I mean, stupid campaign stuff. Yeah. Like. That's the good stuff. It's not stupid. I know. It's the fun stuff. Um, alright, so that can transition us over to another action film, right? Oh, wait, you got some trivia. I got trivia. Yeah. We didn't even really talk about the plot of this. Do we want I told you I wasn't going to. Okay. Okay. It's a campaign. Yeah. Like, it's campaign. Um. It starts and it ends. Right. (laughs) Like, like, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so Chris Pine agreed to appear as the bard is very atypical for a fantasy film leading man because he sat in on his nephew playing a D&D campaign and saw how much fun he was having. Mm. So he's like, yes, <laughs> yes. I want that. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, the Wizards of the Coast, which owns Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, yeah. made stat blocks for the main characters showing uh-huh. their, oh, I want to see their character sheets. That's cool. <sighs> That's cool. That'd be fun. Um, a lot of the spells used in the film are largely unarmed. Oh. Are are largely while largely unarmed are all spells that are actually used in tabletop D and D. Right. Uh, Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello makes a cameo. I thought so during the arena sequence. I oh, didn't, cool! I didn't see that. <laughs> see the arena part. I wish because. In the movie, there ends up being like a competition sort right. of thing, and I wish each party that was in that competition had at least one like noticeable thing. cameo. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. More. Oh, that's it. Actually, no, no, no. I want more cameos. That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't need more characters. I need more cameos. cameos. Yeah. There shouldn't be. I I know this sounds dumb, but like there shouldn't be like someone not famous in this movie. Right. And it's because, like, when I run a campaign and I need someone back up, oh, this is Ewan McGregor. He's <laughs> the local just, bartender. And he's the local bartender. Yeah. And it's just a picture of Ewan McGregor. That's what, like, that's all I wanted was just more character, or more, not, fuck, not more characters, more celebrities, more uh, cameos. cameos. And it just would have been awesome and goofy. Kind of like that Deadpool nonsense. 
Right. Because that's what it is, you know? It's it's nonsense and chaos, but awesome and fun and adventurous and, and dragons. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. In the Australian edit of the film, mm-hmm. the comedy group Auntie Donna mm-hmm. voices the corpses. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> is their bum a drum? <laughs> Did There's you a, know my bum, bum is, is a drum? drum? Um, there's a lot of, like, actual D&D, like, stuff that I don't... Right. My brain doesn't thing. Because we don't know some D&D lore. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Now we head to John Wick? Yeah. Yeah? I think we can do that. Switching over to John Wick. Another action movie. Another good action movie. Like, sure... John Wick was great. Uh, all of them. We've seen. We saw all of them in theaters. Oh yeah, we almost did. Almost on opening day, I think. All four of them. The opening weekish. Yeah. Yeah. And I have loved all of them. Yeah. Uh, I can rate them, rank them in order now on what I preferred and what I, you know, or which movie I liked more than the other one. Right. Um. Basically, in my opinion, John Wick Four. Sorry, I was just gonna get this part over with before I read the synopsis. Yeah. Basically, it's just a yes. You know what I mean? It's a you want to see more of him being John Wick, then sure. watch it. Right. You know. Um, and if you're like you want to rest on John Wick, this is gonna conclude it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way of like, finally, damn, that was a crazy adventure. You know what I mean? Um, what a crazy adventure. Right. Um. <laughs> So John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> you have Keanu Reeves reprising his role as John Wick. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King. Uh, Lance Reddick, of course, may he rest in peace. R.I.P. As Charon. Um, Clancy Brown made an appearance in this yeah. shit uh, as Harbinger or Harbinger or whatever. The Harbinger, yeah. And that was awesome. I love I love every time Clancy Brown makes an appearance. Right, like, even if it's just like a little bit. Yeah. A little cameo or whatever. Ian McShane reprised his role as Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the enemy this time was, you know, our good boy. Bill. Bill Skarsgård. You know, he was uh, um, Pennywise in It and... Uh, and I think he, you know, he kind of lived up to the uh, sound, or he lived up being the villain still, and that was yeah. the awesome part about it. And and like, I, was his accent genuine? I can't, I don't know what their actual. He was playing like a French. He was playing French. That's right. So and no, he's, it's not. Yeah. yeah, but he did a really good job. Yeah, he did a really good job. That's why I wanted to point it out. I yeah. didn't want to like, like. His ac- his natural accent sounds great when he's not naturally, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but you know that was really good. I love because you know like I love the bad guys that you genuinely hate too. You, you know? just love to like, hate him. You grind your teeth. You're like, God damn it. Like I don't know if I could ever see him play like a a good guy or like the lead I mean, in a I romantic s- comedy well, or no, something. I can like... see him play a good guy. Yeah. I'm just saying he does a good bad guy. You yeah. Know? He makes a good one and he can he really delivers character. Just because I'm know. a bad guy does not mean I'm a bad guy. Right. Um, did I already say Ian McShane? Yes. Back as Winston? Good, because 
that needs to be noted. And Donnie Yen, oh, I love seeing Donnie Yen every time. And then seeing him in this movie was just as good. Right. I really, I really, really appreciated his character. I hope they do more with him because I heard that there was a rumor that they wanted to. There. Um, I would love to watch that. Yeah. Um, I was looking at uh, like potential sequel because there's other spinoffs and sequels coming, mm-hmm. and uh, Yen has expressed interest in a Kane. Good spinoff yeah yeah he played kane um i yeah every time he shows up i'm just like this is gonna be good it's Hi. interesting don't look away <laughs> that he played a blind character again <laughs> yeah and that, that's probably you know why maybe yeah um and uh oh yeah and uh here you how do you say his name hiroki hiroki sonata i think so was in this one i love every time he shows up too yeah. I don't care what movie it is. Oh, he shows up? This is going to be good. Right. <laughs> like, like He's going to be awesome. Stop what you're doing and just watch him for a second. Yeah. You know? um, so that one was good. Um, and they also released, uh, also had like another, um, another like character. You know, there's always someone main that's chasing John throughout the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this oh, yeah. one, they introduced uh, Shamir Anderson as a tracker and He's basically just tracking John, tracking down John's like bounty the entire time. Just like, because, uh, oh, yeah, I guess we could say a little bit about that too. Like I said, I'm, I'm not too afraid of like spoiling this movie for anyone. Basically, like, John gets into more shit because of what he's been doing or what he does. What he did. <laughs> and what he did. Right. And that uh, he challenged to a duel, you know, and they said, okay, if John Wick can get here at this time. Uh, and f- do his duel, then he'll have a chance. But for now, you know, leave him be. But that wasn't the rule. <laughs> the right. rule was if John made it there. And so, like, this entire time, everyone was just trying to prevent him from getting to this duel. Yeah. And uh, Tracker, he, like, doesn't necessarily keep John safe because he wants the higher reward. Right. So, like... Someone's about to take him out, and he took out the guy that was going to take John out. Mm-hmm. Or, like, helped, kind of helped John not die as, like... To make his bounty higher. To make his, like, a double-edged sword. Like, yeah. he wanted more money. And then I'll take you out. And then I'll take you out. But I'm going to, you know, cook that bounty until... Right. And unless know. someone else pays me more, or you, whatever, you Right. Know. Yeah. And it's interesting, because I don't think... I feel like he's not... Like, somehow he's connected to everything the assassin john wick all that stuff but i don't think he's like a part of the table like john is you know oh oh like that yeah well i think he is he's a tracker like he's not the only one that does this oh really okay like i think they were insinuating that these are another group of people in this world okay like because you remember the bowery king yeah and like his people okay so trackers are different kind of people where they could be their own assassin you know, have but like their own table. Or at least they know the assassin nation Network. stuff so well right. that they go and chase others for the bounty. Right. Or, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I want to know more of that. That just opened up more in that area that I was just like, tell me more about this freaking world. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember what day, but Peacock is releasing a eight or five episode, three episode event. For Continental? Uh, for the Continental. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty excited about that I think that it comes one. out in May. Um, what is it? 50s New York or something like that? 
Um, let's 60s? find out. I think it was the 70s. 70s. Okay, I was um, getting close. But it <laughs> if says, I kept going up, I would have gotten there. <laughs> uh, it's going to portray younger versions of the characters that are in this movie. So, like, we'll have a young Winston. Oh, yeah? We'll have it. We'll be out in September of this year. Okay. Um. So, we'll reconvene on the John Wick stuff then. <laughs> they have a uh, cast list. The only one I recognize right off the bat is Mel Gibson. Oh. Weird. Yeah. And Colin Todd Greenard Woodle. What a name. Is going to play young Winston. And of course, there's like no photo of mm. what he looks like. That means he's studying up on his role. Yeah. <laughs> At least I hope. I'd hang out with Ian McShane every day and be like, all right, tell me more. Right. You know, like, what do you mean? I've told you everything. Just keep talking. <laughs> right. But there's no like young john wick i mean i, I imagine there. there's not going to be john wick because he would be like six in the 70s well something like that you know like that's why i'm like there's not going to be a john wick right no. I, there'll be other people if they like continue making like short mini series or whatever of like different themes of, of this, this world, world i would watch it yeah. i would love to see how he got into it like oh right the, and, the shit where they call him baba yaga yeah, yeah. or like because in the first movie, they talk about he had to do this task to get out of the assassin gig. Whatever his gig is, yes. And I was like, I want to know what he had to do right. to get free of this All life. All the way up until that moment. And I want to know, there's going to be ballerina stuff. Yeah, I'm excited um, for the ballerina. That comes out, I think, next year. <clears throat> um, next year. And uh, Reeves and McShane will reprise their roles in Ballerina. Oh, cool. And it also said that um, Lance Reddick was able to film Aww. some of that before Yay. he passed. So he'll be in it to some capacity. That was the most heartbreaking thing. Like, it was the day before we went to go see it and it happened. Yeah. We're like, this is stupid. And now there's, like, oh, weird conspiracies think... around his death, too. Hey. Oh, really? I mean. That's not fair. Just leave him be. I know. Well, I mean, if there was <laughs> any foul rest. play, I want justice for right. that. But uh, the, he said the official report was like he died of like a heart attack or like mm. heart disease. And like his significant other and I think his like lawyer or manager was like he was the most healthy, active oh, yeah, person that. that they knew. And so like him dying of that is kind of sus. Mm. So I don't know if there is like more of an investigation. It's been like a few weeks or even more that I read that, but right. I was like, someone better not Jeez. have hurt him because that's fucked. How dare you? But you took away the greatest thing that ever happened to us. No, just kidding. <laughs> almost. Um, He's one of the good ones. He was one of the good ones. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Good guy, decent ac actor. Yeah. Aster. Aster. <laughs> good guy, decent actor, cool gamer. Yeah. It would have been cool to get on Destiny with him. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish, like... So you said you could rank one to four? Yeah. As your... Like, what are you... Like, just overall story, enjoyability, like... All of it. All of... Just yeah. whatever you think is... One, two, four, three. One, two, four, three. Yeah, I like that better. What was... Two? Uh, two was when he went to go get his car... And then that guy brought him back in. Mm. And he was like, don't do this. And, uh, and he's he like in Spain. House. And that's when he yeah, shot he him, him in kill. the Continental. And that's yeah. what 
he wanted him to kill his sister, and he did, and, and he then did. now everyone was after him. He's like, I'm sorry, John, but, you know, he betrayed him. Right. What, what, what kind of man would I be if I didn't send uh, someone after the person who just murdered my sister? But you paid me to burn him. Right. Sister. <laughs> like, that was my blood pact, and that's what you wanted. You now, son of a bitch. I think one, two, four. That's why I had justified, too. Yeah. Like, I think one, two, four, three is my... Is a good one, yeah. Order. Three just had some dips. Like, Holly Berry wasn't my favorite. Mm. It was still okay. Right. But wasn't my favorite. I just thought the character was too bricky. Right. I think it's cool because in three, they kind of like hint at, I mean, there was more like sword fighting. Right. And like Japanese style Mm -hmm. kung fu. And in three, like they kind of a little bit. That was heavy in four, which I thought was really cool. Instead of just shooting people. Because I think in four, it wasn't just shooting people or swords. I think it was... All of it. Right. I mean, like, what else could he get his hands on? Right. And that's why I liked it. Yeah. You know, whereas three was, yes, I liked the sword introduction in that too. Mm -hmm. But three was just a little lackluster. Like they did it, but it was just kind of like not. Because he did more travel and like, like leave the area stuff. Right. Um, But yeah, I liked four better than three for sure. Yeah. I was going to try and see which one do you think... He killed the most people in what one. Movie? Oh, I don't know. Maybe this one. I don't want an infographic. I just want a list. Is that trivia? Yes. Okay. Trivia. 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 Ooh. Okay. So you'll remember the scene, but there was a top-down action scene mm-hmm. in. Uh, Featuring the Dragon's Breath shotgun, which is from a video game called Hong Kong Massacre. Oh. So it was inspired like <laughs> from that. That scene was really cool because yeah. it was like not necessarily expected, and they right. did it really. Re- it was a top-down single-shot mm-hmm. scene, like a fight scene. It was really awesome. Yeah, that's the other thing I liked about these movies is like their scenes, their shots. They don't like. It's like they were already the best they could be, and they just kept making them better. Right. And I was just like, oh, God, it's so good. And the music is always solid. Right. So there's a lot about the John Wick films I actually really like, and it's not even just about story or acting or background, too. It's just, like, the shots, visual, the visual. And, yeah. Cause like I the mean, fact that he was able to take this time and do a lot of that shit is crazy. Yeah, it's like, said that moly. he went through 12 weeks of training in martial arts arts and stunt driving. Yeah, baby. To do as many as the action sequences himself. And they had the balls to think he'd come back for another <laughs> Bill and Ted. Right? <laughs> but like, and he did. That's okay. I was just trying to remember scenes in this movie. The one thing, one scene I thought was a little ridiculous and like unnecessarily a bit too long you know i think they're in some european city and there's that like giant roundabout mm-hmm. and they're just fighting and shooting each other and there's cars driving by and right. i'm like oh my god i'm already dizzy i'm like, already dizzy but like where are the cops like right <laughs> there's a massive shooting and a car chase on this like you just killed the people in that car right like. exactly and i'm just like this doesn't i mean the sequence was really cool but i was like I don't know if that could, I mean, I don't know if any of this could actually happen in real life, but (laughs) at least not to our knowledge. We're not a part of the table. (laughs) Um, I was trying to find like a timeline because I'm curious. So, well, I mean, 
the first three movies kind of are relatively yeah. close together. And I believe this um, one is like two years. It says eight months eight between months. Parabellum and the start of this one. Oh, dang. Which uh, allowed John to recover from all the abuse from the other movies. Eight you know, months? I would have taken two years off. Man. To like, <laughs> like recover from falling from a building at the number, end of number oh, three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And hitting scaffolding on the way down. Right. Hitting everything <laughs> all the way down. And then not to mention that he saved the Continental at the end of the third one and just fucked up all those guys mm. with Lance Reddick. Right. Um, Donnie Yen's character was initially named uh, Shang or Chang and had a costume with a, like a Mandarin collar on uh, it. Traits which Yen felt were Asian stereotypes. Yep. And he and the director rewrote the character to be named Kane and was finished the version of the film and he wears a suit like the most majority of yeah you know like how john wick has his suit mm-hmm. um which i thought was really cool because it's just like the more we talk about it, i'm like oh yeah oh yeah. yeah like i just want i just want to watch it again i want to watch like, it again but i just like my brain wants more information because like yeah granted we're getting more um we're getting ballerina stuff we're getting right. uh the continental stuff and then but like the whole i feel like bill Sar- skarsgård mm-hmm. his He's not a part of the table, is he? Like he I thought is, he was. But he's not like a whole other thing. Uh, man, it's hard to explain it now. And I want to know like, what him and his people are like. Obviously, they're about killing, but like. Right. So why basically, aren't you... they were using him as like a scapegoat. Bill. If, yeah, basically, like think if John Wick kills him, they can just get another person to take his place. Right. And it's like he's the thumb over some fingers. Right. You know. Until and that just happened to be since they at the table was pissed off at John. It just so happens to be like we don't really like as, this guy as anyways. much as uh, here's all of our resources. That's yeah. what it kind of got to. Okay. And then at the end, when they realized we're not gonna be able to stop this fool, they pulled out of it and let the duel happen, and John got him. You know, like easy yeah. peasy. Um, spoiler alert: John gets him. <laughs> like he gets them. Do I even need to say that? Like, like that's my opinion. Unless you're on John's side, you should just assume that they don't survive. Right, right. <laughs> or like a friend, because uh, he was friends with Qu- Kane. Yeah. At some point, but that's then what they we're, were about, plotted against each other. Stuff, right. Like Keanu, want... come back for a prequel movie, but play. No, not a prequel. Yeah, a prequel. A prequel. What happened before? But you know, not. Not right before, but I, like a couple of years before. <laughs> I want John and Kane, like they can cast whoever they want, but I want it to be like a buddy cop movie type uh, thing, but well, still nah. as like violent and terrible it's as John It's not going to be comedic Wick. though. It's going to be humorous. It won't be comedic. Okay. Yeah. But th- that's, I was I just I get what like, you mean though. I just want like them, you know, driving around like, oh, we got to, not that they would get a call. Get out and kill that guy. Get out and kill that no. guy or whatever. <laughs> like, Um, and I'll just say one last thing. Keanu Reeves only says 380 words in this movie. And it's the lowest count ever spoken by a main character in any movie, (laughs) which is crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Movies. Movies. It's good. It's nice to get back to our like roots. Yeah. Get back into the movie gang. Um, We'll dub this episode D and D and John Wick. D and D and John and Wick. Yeah. And we're going to start uh, a house band and just 
Anyway, we're gonna go watch stuff, play games. What are we doing? Thinking of stuff. We're not squeezing a lemon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, squeeze, squeezing our brains. We'll go squeeze our brains. How's that? I'm gonna. S yes. Squeeze brains. I was like, don't go any farther. Just say, <laughs> we're gonna go squeeze we're, our brains. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>